Hi, my name is Cole Shenever, and I'm here with Daniel Robertson. Hello. And Kieran Tyndall. Hello. We are coming to you from a school called the Franklin School of Innovation. We are coming to you to ask you about climate change affects your work and what biochar is overall. Well, from my little knowledge on this topic already, biochar retains between 10% and 70% of the carbon present in the original biomass and slows down the rate of carbon decomposition in the scale of centuries or millennia. Um, at, at the farm, we'd be mostly um, concerned about um, providing tools for farmers to have resilient soils and have the knowledge about how to build resilient soils. So um, in terms of climate change, this means changing temperatures, changing weather patterns. How can we uh, um, proliferate that knowledge so that people can respond to changing climate and how does that affect their crops? And biochar has an integral role in that. Outside of just a direct carbon sequestration, it's, uh, it will uh, help to build microbial communities in the soil, which in turn is another means of getting more carbon in the ground. So that was Dan Hedinger, a lead researcher at Living Web Farms, a small organization in Western North Carolina that is focused on the study and creation of biochar. The point of what Dan is saying is that biochar literally sucks the carbon out of the air, and the reason that is good is because carbon dioxide in the air causes global warming, which is bad. So we are here to help proliferate that knowledge, and we will tell you a simple way you can help stop climate change, as simple as 1, 2, 14. But to do so, first we must build some background knowledge. So to begin, what is climate change? Well, climate change is how patterns of weather in an area change over a long period of time. Not to be confused with global warming, which is just the rise in temperature over the entire world. Now on a more specific level, what is biochar? Biochar is charcoal that has been um, uh, carefully made in a um, oxygen-limited environment, oxygen-free environment. So what we're doing with here is starting with wood. And in our case, we're starting with waste woods only. So we're at the sawmills, and we're collecting what um, would otherwise be burned or left to rot. That's, uh, that's crucial here. You know, we're not going out and cutting down fresh trees to make charcoal. Um, we're using sawmill waste, and then we're taking that um, waste and we're sending it through our process called pyrolysis. And pyrolysis is? So this is heating in a oxygen limited environment, okay, or oxygen free environment. And instead of uh, combusting into flames like you would if you put wood on a campfire, um, it's, it's more of an intentional smoldering you can think of. What type of machinery do you guys use here? Um, this is a machine that we've uh, modified a uh, traditional oil burner. Okay, so a standard oil furnace, petroleum oil furnace, and we've modified this to burn um, our wood tar. Okay, so you saw how thick that stuff was. It yeah, it was pretty thick. Room temperature. Yeah. Um, very thick. There's a whole preheating process that goes into this, and it's, uh, um, yeah, I could talk about this thing for hours. I don't know if you want me to. Um, point is, our, our project at this point is to... Um, use the tar as long as we can combust it cleanly, use this tar as, um, as an overnight means of providing heat. So now we can heat even more of the greenhouse. Um, that would be the ultimate goal here. Or use tar as a um, fuel for other light industrial applications. Okay, so that, uh, the applications of high heat can go on for um, 
endless. Let me show you one thing, an example of something we've been able to do by burning tar. Um, we were able to melt aluminum. This what did you get the metal from? This is aluminum that came from a lawnmower deck that we found at the junkyard. So a dead lawnmower that we found in the junkyard. We were able to melt it down um, using our oil burner as a fuel supply. And, uh, and then we cast it into a mold. And this is something we've kind of been doing as a side project here is um, plastic injection molding with recycled plastics. So now what we've been able to do is use um, uh, basically a carbon neutral or carbon negative, debatably, um, liquid fuel source for light industrial applications like aluminum casting. Wow, that is very cool and impressive. Perhaps you try to save water. Maybe you already reduced reuse and recycle, but did you ever consider conserving soil? Maybe you haven't, but soil erosion, the wearing away of soil by water, wind, and other natural forces can be a major ecological problem. Productive farmlands can disappear as nutrient-rich topsoil in fields washes away when heavy rain hit them. Waterways can then become polluted as pesticides and fertilizers wash into them. Even human life and property are jeopardized when soil erosion causes mud and landslides. The economic cost of soil erosion is estimated to be several billion dollars every year for the U.S. alone. This is a serious problem. Soil erosion is partially caused by rain runoff washing away the soil. Runoff refers to the water that flows over the soil surface. It occurs when the soil is saturated or unable to absorb more water. One way to help combat soil erosion uses grasses, which have extensive root systems that can help to grab onto soil and keep it clumped together. You might have seen this when you pulled a grass such as weeds or vegetable out of the ground and a clump of soil clung to its roots. Grass also helps to absorb some of the water in the soil. These effects make it harder for water to wash away the soil. Grasses also help reduce erosion in other ways, such as breaking the wind that might blow dry topsoil away. Grassroots help improve soil structure by increasing porosity and adding organic material that helps bind soil particles together and compacting or clay soil. Spreading roots break up soils and create pathways through the water, which water can seed deeply within the soil. Decomposing roots mass, masses provide organic material that soaks up water like a sponge and dry sandy or rocky soils. Organic materials help hold soil together and increases water retention. This is what Dan says you can do to help. On Dan's blog page, he talks about the TLUD, which is a grill that can be made at home with some really basic supplies. And here are the things Dan says TLUDs can do. Heating processes, such as canning, sterilizing, or even laundry. You can jump in and help save the world with a few simple steps but it's a team effort, so please share with your friends and family. A little spark can make a big 